So like I said, good morning, Soul Tribe. We're going to step into this psychic workout today. It's going to be super easy. You're not going to complicate it. You're just going to vibe. While we're doing this, I'm going to go ahead and occasionally read some of my favorite experts, uh, excerpts from As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, which is a really good book about like practicality in the cosmos. So everyone take a deep breath. Relax your mind. I want you to set the intention that you're going to open up your third eye and it's that it's going to open up like right off the bat. You're not going to try to force it open. You're just going to allow it to be open, especially if you just woke up. You are in a really good place, especially if you haven't started your day. One of the first things I do when I wake up in the morning is state that intention that I'm going to let my third eye just be blasted. Once you've set that intention, feel yourself fall into that vibration. Deep breath. So one of the first things I really like to meditate off of this book most lately is just a couple excerpts that stand out to me. So I'm going to read them. Act is the blossom of thought and joy and suffering. They are all its fruits. Thus does a man garner in the sweet and bitter fruitage of his own husbandry. That is to say, Thought in the mind hath made us what we are. By thought was wrought and built. If a man's mind hath evil thoughts, pain comes to him as it comes. The wheel of the ox is one that follows strongly behind, if not endured. So we are made up of our thoughts. Everything we are has been built through our thoughts. And if you carry any evil, pain will come to those thoughts as a byproduct. So right now, focus on your third eye and releasing any evil that you may have in your third eye. Sometimes you can't get rid of evil. Sometimes you can only accept evil so you can neutralize it. When you find evil, don't let it make your sacral chakra or your stomach feel all gurgitated and tight. Just face it, look at it, and relax. It has no hold over you.
you'll feel your third eye start opening the moment you really let go of that evil or you're at least starting to neutralize it. As your third eye opens, allow it to merge with your regular third eye. Um, sorry, with your regular eyes. So your third eye and your regular eye are one. And you're just now opening all of your eyes to the experience that is life. Understanding that every thought at every moment is programming our reality. Deep breath. And know that all evil thought has no place in the creations that you make in the world. That even though evil thoughts or evil experiences exist, they're only evil because you make them evil. So take away the power of the polarity which your third eye creates towards the negative, the evil, the harmful. If you're drinking coffee in the morning, as you sip on your coffee, recognize that you are manifesting as coffee is a amplifier of manifestation. If you're smoking ganja this morning, as many do wake and bake or wake and dose, understand that the cannabis is already affecting your third eye. Allow the cannabis to expand your third eye. If you're drinking coffee and dosing or baking, let all that energy help you reconstruct your reality. I want you to push yourself to do something that you probably are not accustomed to doing. Stop caring. Stop caring if you're doing it right, if you need to be focused. Stop caring about 
the meaning of all the alchemy. Stop caring about your day. You're not letting go of your responsibility, but you're letting go of the stress. Responsibility doesn't have to be stressful. Responsibility doesn't have to be a weight. I want you to feel your third eye, but I just don't want you to feel it where you normally experience your third eye. I want you to feel your third eye across your entire body. If all of your body were a third eye, I want you to feel that. You might start seeing purples, indigos. If you feel any tension, anywhere in the body that is your third eye. Force yourself to relax in that portion of your body. What you're doing is you are finding all the DNA limitations pertaining to your third eye that's located in your physical body, the computer. When you relax, let's say your leg, because you feel a lot of pressure in your leg, you're letting go of whatever corresponds to that area in your leg within your third eye. So if your third eye were a body and you're feeling something in the legs, that would be tied to fear, safety. Maybe you're afraid of tapping into your third eye because you might not be safe. So by relaxing into your legs, you relax that idea or that law of reality that is shaping the matter around you. Sometimes you have to breathe because your body won't breathe for you. You just have to feel this tension and be like, you know, maybe it's a good time right now to take a deep breath and just experiment. If a deep breath makes you feel more comfortable, then you know what you're looking for whenever it is that you need to expand your energy.
Here's my favorite line so far from this book. Of all the beautiful truths pertaining to the soul, which have been restored and brought to light in this age, none is more gladdening or fruitful of divine promise and confidence than this, that man is the master of thought, the molder of character, and the maker and shaper of condition, environment, and destiny. As a being of power, intelligence, and love, and the lord of his own thoughts, man holds the key to every situation and contains within himself that transforming and regenerative agency by which he may make himself what he wills. What's most interesting about James Allen is that James Allen understands esoterica, but he he claimed himself not to touch any major esoterica, like the Hermetica, the Kabbalion. And this whole first chapter of his book is literally mentalism and the Kabbalion. Everything is thought, everything is mental. When you understand that your thoughts or either mental attributes do not hold weight over you, but you are weighted over them instead, you change the power dynamic. A lot of people are crushed underneath their thoughts. How about you crush your thoughts? I'm starting to channel the goddess Kali, the goddess of time and destruction, Tantra. Here's the lesson that I downloaded last night through my experience of meditation. We were meditating together. And she told me to embrace destruction. Naturally, I had an apprehension. What if I embrace some destruction, but not all of it? Because destruction can be bad. So Kali stepped in and told me to destroy can be a positive thing. If you change your perspective on destruction. And I said, how? And she said, have you not grown up your entire life wanting to destroy the notions of the third reality? And I said, yeah. I never really thought about it that way. What each and every one of us are doing right now is choosing to destroy reality, an old reality in which no longer serves us. We see destruction as always a negative thing because in matter, 
from what we've been fed, destruction is calamitous. But destruction can be rebellious. And that's what she brought to my attention. I used to be a rebel up until a certain point. No one would tell me what to do. Not even reality itself. That's fighting against the current. And in Taoism, you drown when you do that because you're fighting against the flow. But what if there was no fight? The flow goes in whatever direction you apply momentum to. The only way you can reshape the flow of energy that is the river of Taoism is by destroying the foundations in which we stand. Our energy will only flow in what we are fully immersed in. Deep breath. Right now, make a choice in your mind's eye that you choose to willingly destroy reality just for the sheer pleasure of it. That with every manifestation, you are deconstructing reality just to arrange all the matter particles, atoms, electrons, like Lego blocks into a new configuration. Reality, reality is like a big Lego set. Sometimes you have a creation that's beautiful, but you need the Lego blocks to create something new. Because you're trying to bring a bigger castle into the picture. So as much as you don't want to dismantle the first castle that you've grown to love, you have to, because you're gonna need those Lego blocks. Each Lego block being a piece of matter. You willingly destroy to recreate. When you let go of your original Lego castle, you practice what Buddha tells us about attachment. And even though it may seem like, a, oh man, I really love that castle. You're going to make something better. Because you can't live in the past. It'll keep you anchored and attached to suffering. Kali's bringing me to another understanding for you. If you were to admire only the original castle, your suffering would be caused to the attachment of never wanting to dismantle it. Your suffering would have to be waiting until you have the opportunity to get more Lego blocks. 
or the suffering of always having that new castle only stuck in your mind and never actually a reality. Everything is done by thought. Everything is mental, mentalism. It makes sense that we use our minds, I, to reconstruct reality and the thoughts that we use to arrange matter. That is purely mental. Feel comfortable. Knowing that you can destroy reality and reconstruct it. Know that reconstructing reality is like any other project. I compare it mostly to entrepreneurship. If you're stuck in your head and you always want to create a business, but you have to have everything just right and perfect, it's always going to stay in your head. It's never going to become a reality. But the moment you start acting on a thought, it starts becoming mattered, right? I want to open up a business. I'm going to start off making a website, even if it's a simple website. My thought became matter. It's moving now. It's not stuck in my head. My movement is perpetually working on that website making it look better. Maybe adding a Facebook or Instagram page to it. Creating a Google account, posting, tagging, sharing. That's the movement in Taoism that our thought would take. the many ribbons and currents of the water. Reality is just like that. You perfect your brand by perpetual practice, effort, concentration, and understanding that you can always change. The Atlanteans teach us that the wise man that truly knows how to manifest sees movement or change as the blessing of this present moment.
allow yourself to fall into that. One of your greatest powers is the ability to change and move. Those who are enslaved to the third reality and lower dimensions find an excuse not to change, an excuse why they cannot change. They give away their power to division because everything else has supremacy over their thoughts. Therefore, they are not a creator of their own manifest. But we, here today, embrace change and movement. For nothing is permanent, nothing is solid. Everything can be refined. Everything can be reconstructed. And the greatest gift of all is being able to reconfigure matter. Right now, tell yourself, believe it and feel it that you can change matter easily. In my mind's eye, I see matter like air currents or wind. When I wave my hand in a certain fashion, I'll create a gust of wind. or change in matter. I am changing matter all the time. Right now we are changing matter. And look how easy it is. Look how peaceful it is. If you have resistance in any areas, is because you're trying to use a forceful technique to absorb this lesson. Think in the opposite polarity of your tension. It's easy, so you surrender. It's easy, and so it is. I choose not to fight with reality anymore. And through the law of attraction, manifestation, 
the mirror or the magnet can only agree, reflect what I'm reflecting at it, give me whatever it is I am in resonance with. It's natural for the human condition, especially in this dimension, constructed by the yang, the male consciousness, to perpetually feel like you have to work harder to attain things, especially the cosmic, the supernatural, because it's seen as a distant thing. It's almost seen like a complete dream on its own, a fairy tale. Something that's nice to think about, but hardly ever truly attainable. You get close to it, but you don't. In this moment, we're easy. You surrender. I'm using every law of reality in this present moment through my mind's eye. To reflect right back at me what I want to experience. It's with this same technique in your mind's eye that you can say, I am easily attaining wealth. I am easily attaining fame. I am easily attaining friends. Love. I am easily happy. It's natural for the human condition to fight. Especially outwardly. The only reason why you're fighting outwardly is because you're fighting internally. You fight to believe yourself. You fight to believe that you deserve. You fight to believe that you are this powerful. You fight to believe that the more you explore and the more you try to understand, the more powerful you will grow. But you always fight with time. You always tie, fight with space. <laughs> you always fight with resources and your own illusion. You fight infinity. I choose not to fight. We choose not to fight. I choose to co-create. Not co-create with others, even though that's gonna happen naturally. I choose to co-create with myself. choose to love myself unconditionally. That means I love myself internally unconditionally. And I love the reflection or the magnetism 
that I create unconditionally. For both internal and external are yin and yang. Yang and yin. Harmonizing myself within my mind's eye. Allows me to be the most powerful ascension being that I can be. And that you can be. Take a deep breath. You can stay here for as long as you want. Practice this every day, all day. You're not gonna always have it on 24 seven, but you will get there eventually. The biggest lesson is to really focus on those moments where you feel a dip in your consciousness. Whether you feel extremely tired, extremely lazy, someone says something you, to you, or you see a meme that rubs you the wrong way. The moment you start feeling a dip, you allow yourself to pick yourself up. And sometimes you just have to be conscious. Oh, that meme rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, I'm not gonna let it, I'm not gonna let it make me feel negative. Why did it make me feel negative? Why is it trying to make me feel negative? The moment you do that, you neutralize the energy. it doesn't have weight over you you're both at the same playing field from there you can choose to understand it or reason with it or let it go originally you're gonna start off catching it trying to dissect it trying to understand it you'll move into trying to reason with it and counsel it and you'll reach a point like myself where you catch yourself you ask yourself is this worth it for what I'm constantly creating and if it isn't you simply abandon it no other contemplation truly being a creator of your own reality sending you all the love i hope you have a wonderful day